This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. The news is about more than what just happened. You need to know why it happened, who made it happen, how it's felt in the communities you care about. NPR's daily news podcast, Consider This, gives you all of that, with context, backstory, and analysis on a single topic every weekday. It's not just information, it's what the news means. Consider this from NPR. From NPR Music, this is Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras. This week, a profile of the Cuban vocalist Bobby Cespedes. Now, she's a longtime fixture of the Afro-Cuban music scene in the Bay Area. Some would even call her La Madrina. And she has a new album out called Mujer y Cantante, Woman and Singer. But as you'll hear in this week's show, there is much more to her that makes her music a rich and fulfilling experience. And it all comes back to her embracing of her Afro-Cuban culture and everything she does. Check it out. It is very easy, once you know who you are, to just say, okay, I'm going to do this. (laughs) And so I did, and still doing it. (laughs) Bobby Cespedes, welcome to Alt Latino. It's an honor to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. So, the songs. You want to know about the songs, right? Yes? Okay. A veces, cuando estoy triste, yo me pongo a Si la tristeza persiste, entonces me pongo a cantar. Canto a la tierra y el cielo, canto a la luna y el sol, canto todo que reflejo y así me siento mejor. Como gemías 
Let's talk about your record, Mujer y Cantante. Tell us a little bit about what's on the album, and then I want to know how it's different from your previous records. Mujer y Cantante is a story of where I've come from to where I am. Okay? It, it puts all the little pieces together. I'm going to read a little if you don't mind. <laughs> Go, ahead. Go ahead. I went to New York first, actually. My family... Uh, lived in, in New York City. My sister, who was in charge, so to speak, of bringing the rest of the family to, you know, to the promised land, <laughs> uh, she uh, brought me here in 1959. But she was also a, a, a performer and uh, saw the value of performance and music and so she made sure that I continued or that I, you know, got serious about doing certain things. It was just like she passing on, you know, the tradition to me. And allowing me to do this, you know, was great because I was a girl and I was in a different country and I was supposed to assimilate and, you know, all of this. And she pretty much ignored all of that and encouraged my, you know. Yo soy mujer y cantante. Me gusta todo lo bueno. Yo soy mujer y cantante. My entire family loved our culture. We are Congos. My grandmother was Conga. My great-grandmother was off the boat. So she raised, my grandmother raised my father, uh, her only son, as a Congo. So what he brought to the family, culturally wise, was the Congolese uh, folklore. So it was okay for us to play drums in my house and for us to sing and to tell stories, very important, to tell stories and to and to just talk about a lot, talk about them, our ancestors, and, and who was who and why were they there. So I was lucky, the fact that we were always proud of our tradition and our folklore in the house itself. Not necessarily the neighbors, but we, because of my father and because of my grandmother, you know, Mama Felipa, she was like, she would sing in the street. People said she was crazy, but she was, 
passing out the word as she walked. You know, some people stand in the corner and say, Jesus this and Jesus that. But she would sing. And she sang as she walked. And when she finished, she said, I am negra. Conga mandinga carabali. Cada mañana amanece Mi amante recuerdo Metido en tu ayer Cuando con manos de encanto Curabas mi llanto, mi ma. Mi infantil sentir. Pido a Dios que estés muy cerca, pues tu presencia me inspira. Mi Quiero cantarle En partes mi corazón Quiero viejita mimarle Y darle en versos mi canción Decir que toda visión Comienza a partir de usted Dios la trajo por merced para este mundo adornar y nuestro paso alumbrar vieja para calmarnos la sed. Qué linda es la vida, Dionisia, 
Mi vida qué linda es. After I married, I came to California. I separated and came to California with my child and continued my work. After a while, my brother and my nephew both came to California and joined me in the process. I had done things with other people, you know, like El Teatro Coco Santo, which was music from Cuba and Brazil and stuff like that. It was really, really exciting, and I, I never stopped because it was, you know, even though I was not making money to survive after work, that's what I did. And so my brother and my nephew came, my brother Luis Céspedes and my nephew Guillermo Céspedes. They came, and we started a trio Céspedes. And that's basically what started it all. The trio went to a sextet and then to uh, an octet and then to 12 people in the band. And then it got good. <laughs> I was the 14th child of my mother and father. Same mother and same father. So I got not only what they told me, but also what my siblings said they told me. The messages that they sent, the meaning of those messages, you know, that's what kept me clean as a person, really. I lived in New York. I could have gone down the hill like everybody else, but I didn't. A strong foundation right there. So I can't say it all was me. I can only say that I paid attention and followed suit and that uh, it served me right. One of the things I noticed about the record is that the spiritual elements or the, the references to to Tocas de Santos, the Santeria music, is mixed in, but it's not principal. And the rest of the, the music is pretty much typical, very like what you would hear at a club or somewhere. But it's very curious and, and uh, very musical of how like the batas are mixed in at the end. But if you understand the lyrics, then you would know that even though it's salsa music, there are messages that are constantly being thrown there that empowers, you know. I mean, I don't sing about the cute little girl that moved her buckets, you know. I don't sing about the fact that I fell in love with so-and-so-and-so. I sing about the fact that I fell in love with my music, that I found a new kind of music, that I, you know, respect those who came before me with the music, and it just centers around that. In our tradition, women lead. Women are the ones, in all traditions, the ones to to carry the culture and the folklore to the children. So in our tradition, that is true as well. So in 1966, 67, I decided to become a priestess in the Yoruba tradition. So I did, and that sort of like put me in the right place to learn all that I wanted to know the right way about my people and why they laughed at this and why, how they talked and why was my auntie uh, so African looking, so different from everybody, why they call her conga. Imagine, tia conga. 
right? And she had an accent on Spanish. So, I mean, all of this sort of like became okay. It, no, it was no longer a laughter, you know. It was understood by me at that point that this is who I am. And I embraced it. It's very easy. Once you know who you are, to just say, okay, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and so I did. And still doing it. <laughs> okay, now here I am in California. And I was blessed in 1987 on my birthday with this house. My sisters and my family came together and we all put our monies together and we bought Bobby a house. And here I am since, 30-something years later. It's time that I pay homage. A lot of spiritual things have happened in this house. A lot of work for Ocha. A lot of love has come in, and we, I've shared with others. A lot of food that we've eaten. So it's our temple for my house, in my Ocha house. My Ocha house, Ile Ewefum, which means the house of the magic powders and magic herbs. That's my temple. I had to sing to my temple, but I didn't want to make it too religious because it's for a record. So I wrote Ilemi, okay? My temple, my house. That's what Ilemi means. Yo tengo la buena suerte de vivir en esta casa Los espíritus que enlaza me animan de repente Aquí siempre estoy consciente y lo llevo bien pensado Sé que Olofi es muy sagrado Y me protege el ambiente Yo tengo la buena suerte De vivir en mi casita Es roja, blanca y bonita Con vecinos muy decentes Siempre viene mucha gente A buscar paz y ternura Y al ver tanta hermosura Sienten efervescente En el salón de la hoguera Tengo en una grande esquina La bóveda que combina Familia que ya está fuera Mis tíos en Guayabera Padre y mis dos hermanos, mi mamá y tía de mano, y mi abuela la guerrera, mi mamá y tía de mano, y mi abuela la guerrera. Oye, hace tantos años que yo vengo subiendo esta loma, qué agradecida estoy.
I've always enjoyed having the feel of my people. I feel it through the skins. My brothers were drummers. They were not salsa dancers, you know. They were drummers. They were bembe makers. They were, you know, rumba. That's what I first heard musically in my life. And uh, I thought I was a rumbera for a while. <laughs> the movement of the 60s also helped me a lot because now I could sing about my people and I wasn't uh, considered someone who was trying to pull back the culture or the, the race, as they call it. They used to say, let's try to improve the race, you know, that was a call. And so in the 60s, that call was reversed to let's be more African. You know, and so that gave me go afro, don't straighten your hair anymore, blah blah. So that gave me a light of, yeah, it's okay, and so I did. Bueno, mi gente, aquí les voy a dar un poquito de las cosas como son. Let me ask you about the idea of connecting to the culture and to the roots and to the tradition, and not necessarily having to come from Cuba, because one of the musicians you're working with, the conga player in your band, is Javier Navarrete, and, and he's Mexican-American. He has developed into a very, very, more than proficient and very talented uh, Afro-Cuban drummer. Talk a little bit about that, how some musicians, while they're not from the tradition, can still tap into that tradition in a legitimate way, in a way that honors the tradition and still reflects a little bit of who they are. Well, I, I think that that is because African tradition is an international tradition. A lot of Africans left or were taken out of and were out of Africa, and they fell everywhere. And so the strength of the African music, tradition, culture, you know, it's, it's so incredibly strong and old that it just penetrates the hearts, you know. Uh, a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, Benny More performed and, and Celia Cruz performed in Mexico for many years and with no problem. And there were a lot of people that were able to catch this chamble and the funk of that tradition of Cuba, of Cuban sabor. And so it's an interesting question because, for example, I cannot sing American music, R&B music, for example. I mean, in my bathroom. <laughs> and I love it, you know, but not on stage because of a billion things that, that go in my mind about it. But the other way around is easier, apparently, you know, for Americans or, or other cultures to, to grasp the tradition and I think is because of the Africanism of the music. Tempranito, caminaba en la arena y de buena a primera. 
te acuerdo de Yema ya. Tan fuerte fue su memoria que cuando volvió su cara vio a la Virgen bien parada entre las olas del mar. Tan fuerte fue su memoria que cuando volvió su cara vio a la Virgen bien parada entre las olas del mar. La Virgen se le acercó, la empapó bien con sus aguas, soplando la seca y sana, un consejo le dejó. I never separated from who I am. I am what you see. I am music. I am movement. I did not suffer the restrictions that my sisters suffered in Cuba. It was okay socially for me uh, as a black young woman to express my music and my tradition uh, at all times. Uh, it became okay. It wasn't prior to. I say that what happened after the revolution, the okay that, that happened after the Cuban revolution helped me here in that people changed their minds about how to look at women. You are more than just a cook and a housekeeper. 
you are more than just a wife. You now have, you have a brain. Use it because we need you to use it. Because we look better when you use it than when you don't. And so I embraced all of that. I didn't skip a step. So the songs, for example, Mujer y Cantante. Well, that's a statement about who I am. A woman and a singer, right? And the fact that I am a traditionalist, uh, of uh, uh, Lukumi, because it's about me. So, you know, with a little bit of turning here and there, etc. That's how Mujer y Cantante was born. Bueno, mi gente, aquí les voy a hablar un poquito de las cosas como son, para que sepan. Uh. Yo soy Mujer y Cantante, me gusta todo lo bueno. Yo soy Mujer y Cantante, oye, me gusta todo lo bueno. Ay, de mi país tengo el seno, de la negra es caminante, de mi tío Pablo el brillante tengo su sangre sonera, de mi tiedita la estera y de más Beatriz la maya. Tengo riqueza en el alma de la cultura santera, tengo riqueza en el alma de la cultura santera, por eso ves que no, no hay que me tumbe, jamás, no hay que me que tumbe. No, que no. Thanks again to the great Bobby Cespedes. What an honor to have her on the show. Her album is called Mujer y Cantante, and it's available wherever you listen to music. Thank you also to Ana Maria Sayer for the sound design of this week's show. And while I'm at it, Ana Maria is also our new music maven. She is programming our new music playlist on Spotify and Apple Music, so to be sure to check out that great new music every week. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We are NPR Music's Alt Latino. You have been listening to Alt Latino from NPR Music. I'm Felix Contreras. As always, thank you so much for listening. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Capella University. With Capella's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. 
Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts.